to the Marcus Coat Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Coat. Hey guys, welcome back to today's episode in the podcast. I hope you've been enjoying each episode on the podcast that I've been bringing to you guys. On today's episode, I'm joined by Adrian Lodger. Adrian is an ex-professional soccer player. He played for the Socceroos and Melbourne Victory. He now is a sports marketing at Adidas. So it's awesome to talk about all things business, his professional career, and all things Adidas as well. Please enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Marcus Co. Fitness Podcast, Adrian. Thanks, Marcus. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on. I know, obviously, I've met you through, obviously, on the meeting we had, obviously, the company I work for. I know you're part of working for Adidas. So, yeah, definitely was an awesome uh, chance to grab you on and obviously speak about your role at Adidas. And I know, obviously, you was a professional athlete too, so definitely love to touch on yeah, your experience there as well. So, firstly, how are things going for yourself? Yeah, going well, thanks. It's you know obviously been an interesting couple of years for everyone, but uh, I think we've all found our own ways to manage manage through the the pandemic, I suppose. And I was fortunate or unfortunate enough to get it in the last couple of weeks. So, a couple of weeks at home, but the kids got through it, and, and myself and my wife got through it okay. So back into work and back into uh, the real world. Yeah, that's it. I know I've touched what I haven't had at the moment, so I'm hoping that uh, I don't at all. But I'm sure my I'm sure my time will come soon. <laughs> yeah, I suppose just starting off your journey as a professional athlete, and then obviously I definitely love to go um, down obviously the path of you're working for Adidas now. So yeah, so I suppose just starting off professional athlete, and obviously you're playing soccer as well. Yeah, so I think you know my career, um, and I suppose why I feel so connected to, to what you're doing now with the Moriarty Foundation and Indigenous Football Australia. And I grew up in, in, in the country in Dubbo, um, in New South Wales, and began, um, well, pretty much played every sport under the sun there and cricket, swimming, soccer, um, you name it, we sort of did it. And, and, and that was, uh, it was a good, good upbringing. And um, I came, moved to Victoria with the family when, when I was 14. And my dad actually thought he was making a mistake in terms of, you know, my football career was just starting to, I suppose, take a little bit of shape in New South Wales. And, and then once I got down here, it kind of really took off. I, I, I was invited to the Institute, the Victorian Institute of Sport pretty quickly once I got down here. And you know, under Ernie Merrick, he coached me for probably the next 10 years, took me from the VIS. I had a, uh, a short stint at Mel- Melbourne Knights in the old NSL. And then it was sort of into victory where... I suppose that that became my uh, my home club and and I suppose where I had my most success and and then that that opportunity opened up you know time in the UK time in China time in South Korea and and overall I suppose a, a career which you know although I didn't achieve everything that I I wanted to achieve you know I sit back now and say you know what I gave it a crack and, and did my best and and ultimately that's all you can ask for really. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose pathways for yourself, was there was there many obviously going through the ranks? And do you reckon it is a bit different now for younger kids to obviously come through playing soccer in, in the ranks there? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, growing up, particularly growing up in the country, you almost feel like those things are a little out of reach for you. And I remember we had a, 
it was called the Western Region Academy of Sport. And I remember where we were and it was it was in Bathurst. I think it was a trial day and, and the, the coach then was Richard Evans and he gave us a, it was a pyramid and it basically was, we were at the bottom of the pyramid and we had to, you know, first one was under 17 Australia, next one was under 23, uh, under 20, under 23 and, and Socceroos. And I sort of looked at that and thought, oh yeah, that'd be pretty cool to make the under 17s. And, but then it was, you know, I made the under 17s and then got to the 20s, got to the Olympics and then eventually made my Socceroos debut. But sort of sitting there and, and thinking back to that day, you, you, I thought that was way out of, out of reach for me. And I suppose it's just having that belief in yourself and, and then having the, the work ethic, that's probably the biggest thing. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. That's great to hear as well. And obviously, I think putting in the work, I'm sure, obviously, will get get you where you want to. And yeah, as I said, work ethic and hard work, I'm sure that comes down to a lot of things to be able to achieve achieve the goal of yourself. Because going on to obviously the physical preparation side of things, my job, very important with clients and people I see day to day as well. Physical preparation for yourself, did you have a routine at all? Or how many, how many days, I suppose, in the gym and then obviously maybe some conditioning and then on the field at the same time? Yeah, I mean, that was particularly toward, towards the end of my career and you, you realise how important it is. And I actually had a, a pretty bad injury when I was, I'd say, 27, 28, which resulted in me having hip surgery. And I had really bad osteitis pubis to the point where, you know, I couldn't roll over in bed. I couldn't put my underwear on. It was just excruciating. And, 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 and you know, fans don't see that stuff. They just see you out on the pitch and think you're fine. But, you know, you're going through all this stuff just to get out on the pitch and, there was a point there, I suppose, when I was 27, 28 going through that. And I, I it took me it took me about 12 months to get through it. And um and I actually thought I was gonna have to retire because I was just like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't move. And fortunately I got through it. And Pilates was the thing that that actually got me through it. I worked with a local guy, Dom Trimboli, down here and just just did it every single day for, you know, I'd say a solid six months to get my body sort of going again and my my you know, that area of the, the body strengthened. And from that point on, through the rest of my career, I did it every morning. I'd, I'd, I'd do probably an hour and a half before training and just get get ready for training. And and then, you know, really towards the back end of my career, and I suppose I'll share this story because it's probably it's probably interesting to people. And, and I played the last four years of my career in, in, in Asia, the last three in South Korea, where the, the physical demands are... They're insane. Like in, in pre-season, we'd do three sessions a day, two on field, one in the gym. So you'd go sort of three sessions, two sessions, three sessions right through the week. That whole season I was doing, I'd do a 10-minute ice bath in the morning when I woke up. I'd do a 10-minute ice bath just before bed. I'd do a 10-minute ice bath after training. You know, I bought myself a freezer for my house just so I could do the ice bars and things like that. And 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 that's the thing. Like, it's just you know, people think it's you just roll out of bed and you you go and play football. But there's yeah. so much behind the scenes that you you have to do, and so many extras. And you know, I I was I had limited ability. I wasn't a great footballer, but what I I suppose I lacked in my ability. I you know, I put in those extra yards and extra hours, and I suppose had decent longevity. And 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 in a way, I think because of what I had to put into my body just to try and match the guys that were probably better than me in terms of natural ability, I probably retired young because I was just so burnt. So, yeah, it's, you know, it, it doesn't just happen. you got to really, you know, make sacrifices and, and put everything into it. And if you do, you give yourself half a chance. Yeah, that's it. I love that there. And I know you said the little lectures, I think they definitely obviously going to 
uh, help you so much just putting in um, the work. And I know as you spoke about recovery is, a, is another massive um, part of athletes' job too. I think, yeah, if you can get that right, or even just things that you do enjoy, like I'm sure some people don't enjoy ice baths, but I think just finding what suits you to be able to um, day-to-day and be able to perform at your best on game days probably, is probably the best way to go about things. That's towards the end of your career, how, how was the body feeling at, at the moment? I know obviously you said playing in Asia there, obviously training a, f- a fair bit, in pretty good nick by then. Yeah, so I think, you know, going from China to South Korea was a, a big shift. It was a big difference. So I was playing in the A-League. I ended up in China. You know, I had three days to make a decision to go to China, finish that. And then I, I had, I was sort of in a bit of a contract dispute, but ended up again three days and I was in a pre-season in South Korea and the level there was just insane. So, you know, the body, I suppose, it can adapt. It takes your time, but again, it's it's for me. It was all about getting my recovery right, right. You know, just doing those extras to make sure that I could, you know, stay on the pitch. Because, you know, if you stay on the pitch, you, you know, your fitness comes and your strength comes and, and and all of that. So for me, it was just just I suppose maintenance at that stage and and making sure I could stay on the pitch. And I managed to do that for for the first couple of years, and then um, unfortunately, I got plantar fasciitis, which I don't know if, for those that are listening that have had it. It's um, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy and you just feel like you got this rock under your foot for the whole time. And so that uh, I ended up tearing that I had a long time out with that, trying to recover from that and then did a syndesmosis, which by then I was, I was burnt. I was, I tried to get back from the plantar fasciitis. I'd finally got back. I was playing probably at 75% cause I was still sore, but, and then it was the, the syndesmosis. It was probably the, the final nail, it just, uh, you know, back to Australia, more surgery, more rehab. Coming back was difficult, going to back to Asia. And, and I just got to the point where I was like, you know what, my body's telling me something and uh, mentally I was I was cooked. I was going to say, do you, what do you else do you enjoy, like I suppose now post-career, like do you get in the gym or do you like running or is there any of the certain things to keep, I suppose, feels like activity for yourself there? Yeah, it's t- I've gone through phases, I'd say, like I've kind of, you know, when I retired, I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to stay fit. I'm going to do this. And I think you need to, I'm, you know, I tried to keep it up. And then I was like, you know what? I just need to stop. Like, I've been doing this since I was, you know, can remember. So I stopped, COVID hit. And then I actually, we, we came back down the coast during COVID because that's where my family's from. And I really got into my surfing. So that was my release during COVID and I'd, I'd meet my old man down at the, the lookout every morning, have a coffee and if the surf was good, we'd go for a surf and if it wasn't, we'd just go home and do our thing. But surfing's become my thing now and also on top of that, I've started coaching kids football and that's probably filled a, it's filled a void for me because I was, you know, I was doing my work, I was doing my nine to five at Adidas and, you know, plus your weekend stuff, but I was missing something and I think, you know, coach, the coaching side of things now has given me that, you know, that feeling of, you know, helping kids and developing and, and also a little bit of competitive stuff too. So it, it sort of, you know, the fire's still there. I don't think it ever goes away. But, yeah, look, I think the hardest thing for me and, and probably, you know, most people is, is, is finding that routine. And when I'm in a routine, I'm good. When I'm not in a routine, that's when I start sort of getting a bit lazy and things like that. But, yeah, I, I love routine. Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm huge on routine. I know 
I'll set my week, but I know obviously there's things that do pop up in, in life, so you obviously got to work around it. But same again, if I'm out of it a little bit, I always do struggle to find, find myself what's going on here. But yeah, no, same again. If people are same again, haven't got a routine, I think if you can just set little things for them, even if it's just little goals or something that you want to do each week, it's probably huge. And yeah, just making sure that, yeah, mine's nice and healthy and physical activity, if you, if you can get a little bit into it, I think is, is important as well. After obviously going, I've just finished playing. I now want to know, I suppose, how did the, how did us now, the company? So where, where did that all start for you? Yeah, so, I mean, I was I was lucky enough to, I was, I've been sponsored by Adidas since I was, uh, I'd say, 16. They used to, Adidas used to give me boots and Jimmy Tansy, who was in my job for 36 years before, before I landed the job. Yeah, he, he looked after me and, and became, you know, a, quite a close friend and a, and a mentor. And I, it was actually during my my injury, my syndesmosis injury when I was back in Australia and, and you know, I had time to kill, I was... I couldn't really do much. I was on crutches and you know, moon boot and all that. And I, I just rang Jimmy and said, "Look, I'm I'm home. Can I come and do some work experience?" And you know, I didn't have any intention for it to be any more than that. But I suppose at that point, I, I got to spend a bit of time with Jimmy, who which I hadn't spent for you know probably a long time because I'd been playing in Asia for the last four years. And I kind of just spoke to him about where I was at and and what I thought where I thought my career was at, and you know that I was considering retiring and he actually broke the news to me i don't know how many people he told but he sort of said oh look i'm thinking about retiring as well from adidas and he said you should put your resume in so i, I did and i actually had another year of my contracting career and and you know after going through the the interview process and everything i got a call on christmas eve at about 6 p.m with a job offer and then i called my club three days later and said i'm gonna retire and a week later, I was. We did an event at Bondi Beach where they emptied the pool and put a tennis court in it, and I think that was my second day at work. And I was like, right, life's changed, and it's sort of been nonstop ever since. Yeah, it's in there. I suppose how has it been going for you as well? I'm sure it's obviously more obviously different to what you are now, but yeah, how has it been going? Yeah, it was. It's 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 been a good change, and I think it's you know re- retiring as an athlete it has, certainly has challenges and. You know, the first, particularly before COVID, it was just a dream and it was kind of everything was, you know, it was quite easy, like the, the world was normal and, you know, budgets weren't so tight and things like that. And then COVID hit and the kind of world just got tipped upside down and, and you know, we're working for such a major company and, and in, in credit to, to Adidas, they stuck by every one of us, which was enormous globally. You know, it was... It wouldn't have surprised me if there were going to be redundancies and things like that, but they they made a commitment to to every employee, which which is huge, and 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 I suppose that sort of sits pretty well with you long term. But yeah, just in terms of you know the, the the way that things change in terms of servicing athletes and servicing teams and the challenges in you know getting product into the country and and all of that stuff, which is still happening now. So it's gone from pretty smooth sailing to. It's it's almost like there's a challenge every day of trying to trying to sort something out or trying to find a way to do something a little bit differently to you know do the best of what you got. So yeah, amazing company to work for, doing amazing things, you know, in sustainability with women in sport. You know, our motto is through through sport we have the power to change lives, and that's where we've partnered with the the Moriarty Foundation and Indigenous Football Australia, and and you know we really. They're really passionate about that, and I think 
I suppose from a bit of a selfish perspective, being able to, to give back to the game, particularly in those remote areas and, and, and regions where, you know, I kind of grew up, that's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. And obviously credit out of us through that COVID pandemic to be able to, as I said, keep everyone on and keep, keep the boat afloat, which is which is awesome to hear. And I know they do great things and we're just going to keep getting bigger and bigger. And I look forward to, yeah, as I said, like, that's coming on board with the JMF crew. I think it's, it's unreal. And the kids where I am in the moment, they absolutely, absolutely love soccer. So I'm sure they'll be able to love all their new balls and things like that that, that will come for them. And I know, as I said, like, even if, like, I don't know, um, they love having obviously people out each like soccer and in the community kind of thing too. So as I said it's it's awesome and it's, it's great to great to see as well. Your position at Adidas now, what does the space of day to day look like to you? Yeah, so I work in sports marketing. So generally looking after individual athletes, teams, sporting events like the tennis, the women's world cup. Adidas is an official partner of FIFA, so that's going to be a huge, I suppose, brand moment for us. You know, I spend a lot of my weekends watching sport, A, because I love it, but B, because I'm looking for, you know, that next-gen talent out there who who could re- represent our brand well. A lot of time on social media seeing, you know, who's doing the right thing, who's wearing the right right thing, who's posting, who's, you know, promoting the brand in the right way and, and who's out there who... who we think would, would align really well with the brand and yeah there's a lot so i mean my my main role is is soccer so soccer and nrl so i manage both of those portfolios and obviously the women's world cup is is a huge one and we're we're we're, we're investing a lot in the women's game which is awesome mm-hmm. i've got two girls myself so that's kind of it's exciting. Like I, I love that girls are finally getting the respect that they deserve and the opportunities they deserve. And you know, the women's World Cup in this country is going to be huge. And I don't think even I realise how big it's going to be. It's going to be enormous. And yeah, there's great opportunities out there. So yeah, I'm pretty lucky. I'm pretty lucky in the role I have, and I get a lot of satisfaction out of you know, like Ryan Pappen, Pappenhausen, for example, who plays NRL, he scored four tries on the weekend and loves the brand. And um, you talk to him and he's so passionate about what we're doing. And, and that's like, that gives you a real buzz. So yeah, it's, 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 there's a lot of work and a lot of it's boring and sort of <laughs> a bit of a grind, but then you sort of get that, that reward on your weekends when you see the, the athletes go out and do their thing. And it's, it's pretty cool. No, that's great to hear. And yeah, as, as you spoke about then, obviously having different athletes to see them, different sports doing well i'm sure same again as you said it gives a great pride in you as well being for them being part of others too so that's awesome to hear and the other point was i was going to say about girls coming through the ranks i think it's it's awesome and i just really hope that like in any sport for girls that more opportunities and i think if we can just keep pushing that i think they'll definitely definitely take off and it's great to see as well people that are interested in sports marketing how do you reckon people obviously maybe approach it or I know obviously maybe have to go to uni for, how would you approach it? Yeah, I mean, I, I completed Bachelor of Business Sports Management. So obviously there's marketing components within that. But you know what, and I say it all the time in the business, you don't, what you learn at uni, it doesn't, like honestly it doesn't translate that much it's it's you know getting in there getting your hands dirty and and really you know learning it as you go and and, and I'm, I'm very lucky I, I work under some some pretty I suppose strong-minded people and 
people that are very good at what they do. So I've had a pretty steep learning curve and I still am learning. I've got a lot to learn, but as long as you're prepared to learn and then I just keep asking questions. And, and I feel like I say to my boss sometimes, I'm so sorry, I keep asking all these questions, but she she's like, it's the only way to learn. Like you just need to keep doing it. And, 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 that, and, and I, I suppose don't be afraid to ask. Mm. So, you know, one thing that I tell most athletes now, if they speak to me and, and want advice on what to do next, or even if it's a someone in year 10 or 11 or 12, work experience and internships, I think are the best thing you can do. I did one at the Geelong Cats prior, I think prior to, to Adidas, during that period I was injured. So I did Geelong Cats and then I did Adidas. And Geelong Cats were, the they basically offered me a job as well. So I think just the more you can do, just put yourself out there, make yourself uncomfortable. That's probably the biggest thing. Go and, you, you know, it would have been easy for me to sit at home and watch TV and watch a movie instead of putting my hand up and saying, oh, I want to go and work for Adidas for a week. I didn't need to, like I didn't get paid. It was kind of just got something to do. Yeah, so put yourself out there and, and, and just try and experience as much as you can and you never know what can come out with out of it. Yeah, that's it. I know, yeah, for myself, obviously pushing myself out of that comfort zone, I think, on something on these podcasts and um, obviously moving from Victoria to the NT in a little remote community, I think for myself, it's been been awesome. And time again, I, I've never played soccer in my life. So been able to learn the game and as I said, like asking those questions, for things how to learn, I think that's probably the biggest thing. And then, yeah, practical. I think if you can get those hours in is um, unreal too as well. Do you find most, some most athlete, athletes out of the game go into sports marketing? Oh, I don't think so. I think, no, it's... It's a really funny one and I kind of speak to I speak to one friend particularly who's retired around the same time as me and 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 I think at the moment he's he he, he wants to get out of sport. I think he just needs a break from that weekend that weekend commitment she's had his whole life and I think everyone's different and, and you know when you got when you got family as well things change and your priorities are probably a little bit different as well you know on the, on the weekends you, you you want to be with your family rather than you know going to sporting events every weekend and things like that so yeah it's I don't know I think I think everyone's different you just got to follow your passion and and that's why I think I started coaching because the reason the only reason I started because my daughter said to me dad I want to play soccer and but only if you're my coach <laughs> and that's kind of evolved into now coaching like 60, 70 kids every weekend. So yeah, as long as you're passionate about it, I think no matter what it is, you can't go wrong. So yeah, just follow what you're interested in. Yeah. Awesome. No, I love that. There as well. And last question. I just want to touch on obviously businesses. I've added us as a business and I'll just maybe just, if you could recommend maybe some, maybe just if people are wanting to start a business or just tips on how to grow your business. Yeah, well, look, again, what I sort of said earlier, you need to be, and, and what you've done, you just need to be prepared to, to put yourself out there and, and go and have a crack. You know, if, if, if you have a crack and it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You know, it's, it's not the end of the world. You go and find something else. So, you know, as long as you're smart, you know, financially and things like that, obviously. But I think if you, again, if you're passionate, you want to have a crack and you're prepared to put the work in, it's kind of the same as everything, whether it's sports, school, life, 
you know your health your, your training and, and things like that so yeah obviously there's you know things in marketing and things like that that, that help and but it's uh yeah put yourself out there and just do it that's that's kind of what i'd say it's probably not doesn't sound you know like it's out of the book at all but it's it's <laughs> kind of what you have to do and you have to put in the work so um, yeah like everything tackle it with with everything you got no, that's it. That's awesome. And yeah, I think those ones are definitely people will be able to take those ones on board. If, yeah, as I said, if anyone is starting or kind of grow their business too, but yeah, just obviously being smart about things with it as well. So it's great as well. Sam, again, thanks again for your time, Adrian. I really do appreciate it. It's awesome to be able to have you have a chat on the podcast today. Thanks, Marcus. I'll um, hopefully I'll get up to Baralula and deliver some Adidas gear and come have a kick with your, uh, with your kids. Yeah, definitely. That'd be awesome. They'll, um, they'll obviously love it as well. And I suppose if um, anyone's listening and I suppose have any questions for you or are you on socials at all, if they're happy to reach out to you? Yeah, I mean, I'm on socials, but I kind of keep it pretty private or I, I try to now. But yeah, I mean, more than welcome to, to reach out. And I think, you know, you reached out and I got back to you pretty quickly. So I think, you know, the big, as I said, ask, ask questions for, for people that you know that you maybe look up to or you know if the kids are out there like i'd recommend them to come to you and ask you questions because you know you've you've as you said you've moved state you've set up a business you're now doing a podcast you're you know you're putting self yourself out there trying to do to, to do things and 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 one of the probably one of the biggest things i've learned is that people want to help like don't feel no matter who the person is that they don't want to help you. It's, sometimes people are too shy to ask, but just ask and, and people want to help. Yeah, just whatever it is you're, you're doing, be passionate about it and give it everything you got. And I think uh, you can't go wrong. Awesome. Thanks again, Adrian. Really do appreciate it. Have a great day.